Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Peas. This awesome episode contains some content that covers eating disorders, depression, self-harm, and recovery. Just letting you know. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and the multiple birth parents of young adults with chronic illness. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. It's not suitable for children, so put your AirPods, earbuds, headphones, whatever you choose, do that. Hello, Kate. Back. We're back. Back, baby. Yep. I've had actually a busy day at work. It's Great. been a while oh, since I've... Oh, it's a good feeling. Yeah, it was yep. actually. I felt really invigorated. Yep, productive. But yeah, so it was good. It wasn't yep. like uncontrollably busy, yeah. but busy enough that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, it gives you hope. It does, yeah. yeah. So phone rang and every single person that rings me, what do you think's happening in the market? <gasps> I... Me. Oh, I put the you're... furniture in. <laughs> okay. Well, they obviously well, trust you. And they want answers that no one yeah. can give. Because they're nervous to put their house on the market. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Too. I, and I just say, yeah, well, I'm, we don't, I don't know. know. We don't know. I know, but do you want the pink couch or the purple Yeah, that's couch? right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a choice, Mandy. Oh, no okay. you, of course. You're the stylist. Yes. No. Really? Do not go down that slippery, slippery slope of choice. Oh, so you just say this is the way this we do it. it. Oh, yeah. How did I not know that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they'll, this is. Sorry, I like, you know. Yeah, the client that, I love you if you're listening, but the nightmare. Oh, I've always wanted to do this as my job. And oh, I'm like, no. Oh, I just feel like hanging go. out right then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should do it then. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Okay. Yes, because they uh, have very yeah. Anyway, it's anyway. all fine. We get. I have my little ways and means. Yes. Now. Okay. Right. Yeah. And well, I will you get say, pandemic. No one can be in the house when we're staging. Ah. Oh, oh. So no one's telling you what to do no. instead. No. And they like watch, that painting. They there get to or... see it all finished. Ah. And then it always looks good. Yeah. So, so they probably love it. Yeah. Ah. Anyway. Got anyway, it. we've got three microphones, even yes. though we've been just chatting away. <laughs> we do, and we're very excited. Very excited. Yes. So this is a P friend that. Actually, her and I have been talking on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and we read her letter out at the live show, the one and only oh, live in show Sydney. in Sydney. Yeah. So, but she didn't get to go to because she lives in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> and we never recorded. We never recorded oh. anyway. We've anyway. learned that lesson. Yep, we have. We will record. Yep. But yes, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> hi, guys. Um, I'm Dee. Um, yeah, yep. hi. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to have you, Dee. It is lovely to have you. And yes, she did write a beautiful 
Instagram letter. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah message that we did read out, which I haven't got here. Oh, of course but not. But I have already. I think I've read it on the podcast. Yes. Did I read have it we? On the I think so. I think okay. I did. Yeah. And then we were going to read it. We did read uh, it again. At the live yeah, because we loved it. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, when we get back to doing live shows, you get to hear it. The rest yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know I was listening to someone today and they were like it was Will Anderson he's like you know someone said we're gonna have to have like only 40 people in the room and they have to have like two chairs between them what? and it's like it'll be terrible if you're a comedian or something and you really vibe off people uh, yeah so not not that we would know no <laughs> <laughs> look we've done one show <laughs> From our experience as comedians. Extensive experience. Well, we were at a comedy club. We were. And people were sitting close. We couldn't see them anyway. It was no, dark. dark. <laughs> so anyway, silly anyway, us. Sorry, sorry. Back to you, Dee. Back to you, Dee. We've got our three questions. So our first question that we do like to ask is, is there a song or music or a band that gets you through good times or bad times? Um, so music is something that is really special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, before my life changed a bit um I was I used to dance a lot um and with that I used to sing as well so I've always felt really connected to music yeah um and actually after your last episode about singing and music I decided that I could actually go back to singing lessons because they don't require me using my body so I don't know why I didn't think of that before (laughs) um so that was great but yeah I think musical theater I Uh, love 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 yes we do good answer What's your favourite show? Is that what you're about to say? I can't choose, but I feel like in terms of like the songs that make me feel empowered, just like defying gravity. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I made some important life decisions listening to that song. Yes. Um, But then I do love a lot of like 60s music. I know my music taste is really everywhere. Like I listen to like Boogie Woogie Booger Boy, and ah. then I'll be listening to the Beatles, and then I'll be listening to like S Club Seven. Oh, yeah. S Club Seven, <laughs> a classic. Classic, classic. Oh, that's ace. And oh, did you win any awards in school? Um, I did. Um, Hit us with them. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, <laughs> that's right. tell us. <laughs> um, I in my primary school, it was kind of a standard that like just everyone kind of got one. Yeah, you like. I don't yeah, know, let's make everyone happy yes yes they'll just find something to and you kind of like i feel like you could kind of sense it if you're like oh teacher said that writing piece was good probably get an award (laughs) 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 you could like kind of feel when it was coming and my mum wasn't like a mum that came to assemblies so then when she would randomly come to an assembly i was like (laughs) yeah someone's called her (laughs) someone's called her (laughs) um but then during high school obviously awards changed a bit and i just kind of got awards for the classes that I kind of thrived in uh-huh. yep. um but as my life got more complicated those awards kind of disappeared and also became something that I didn't find helpful because I had myself like at these standards that I needed yeah. to like get these awards mm. to like accomplish things so I was like still in and out of hospital yeah. trying to get these awards and was somehow like managing to do it and was just not like a maintainable no. thing to do at all. And now they mean nothing because I can't put them on my resume. So like yeah, it's not that's important. So true. Isn't that true? It is so true. They don't really Yeah, who goes to a job interview? Um, I won the year nine debating award. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I was it's like true. I like won poetry awards and like I had all these drama awards and I was like, yeah, well when I was writing my resume in year nine it was maybe useful because yeah. it looked like I was committed. <laughs> but now people are just like, You haven't achieved anything in ten years. Okay. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. Fascinating. It's very true. Yeah. But you know, at the time 
they can mean a big deal. Yeah. They can. Anyway, that's, you know, good on you. <laughs> Mandy and I, awardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I wasn't like, I couldn't really brag about them that much either because my like other family members have got awards. Yeah. And so well, yeah. I just kind of like, and I don't think I cared much because I knew it wasn't really yeah. that meaningful no anyway and I feel like when they start giving them out like all the time and so often it's just like obviously this isn't important yeah that's never right. got the attendance ones though ah, okay yeah that was okay <laughs> wasn't expecting any yeah. of them yeah um no. yeah I think that they're probably like the worst of the worst awards like no I chose to be sick oh, I yes. had a cold so I didn't come to school and infect yes. you and now I'm not getting awarded for yeah, it yeah exactly <laughs> ridiculous surely now Oh. pandemic culture oh, I want- that has got to go because we're every teacher every day don't send you've got a sniffle if you've got a sore throat to go to school are, we didn't realize the pandemic was gonna be on our Wipe side our it's gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow well. oh, or you can just click Amazing. attending on your computer and and you don't even have to do anything one of my friends oh. said her daughter just like rolls over on the doona clicks attending and then just rolls oh. back to sleep <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. They can and get away with anything. Yeah, that's right. So Well, I think of like when I was like in hospital and doing school from hospital, yeah. I was doing schoolwork every day. So technically I was attending. Yes, yes that's, right. that's right. No one was giving me an award for attendance. No. They were actually super attending. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So I yeah. feel like, I don't know, they're just not very well. No, they're, they're, and I understand we want vulnerable children to go to school. So yes. I do. Yes. I support well, that Well, that's where concept. it all came yeah, from. Yeah, I do support that yeah, concept. Yeah, me too. Of course. But it's actually, there has to be a better way. <laughs> I don't know, you know what it is. And lucky there's probably someone who's done a whole PhD on it. So yep. they can tell They us. can work that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and why are you a P? Um, I am a P um, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I guess the main reason is that I um, have a few different chronic illnesses. Um, I have gastroparesis, so my GI tract is paralyzed, um, and I have a nasogenital tube at the moment, so I rely on most of my intake to be fed through my tube, and I um, have like an atonic bladder, so I have a suprapubic catheter, which is a catheter that is inserted like surgically um kind of under your belly button um and yeah we're still like up in the air about a few diagnoses Um, and I also have an extensive mental health history um, which I have recovered from now but that's kind of where most of my personal pee experience started yeah um and I have pea shoot family members and um other pea family members Mm. yeah (laughs) And so you talked about like going into hospital. So when did all that start? Um, so I originally started going into hospital for mental health stuff and yep. that started after my 16th birthday. Um, so it was like about a month-ish after. So kind of it was like this time, like I think five years ago. Right. Okay. I turned 21 and mm-hmm. then, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I started having like some mental health issues earlier on. The physical health stuff was there as well, but it was really overlooked. And it's something that my mum had tried to bring up when I was a baby, when she would take me to doctors. Um, wow. With my like bladder being atonic, so I don't have the sensation to go to the toilet yeah, um, anything. And it'll just like keep on feeling. But she would say to the doc, like she would take me to the GP and just be like, oh, I don't think she's wetting her nappy enough. 
and yeah. to be like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, she's walking early. She's just, she's just got really good blood control. And uh. they were like, oh, she's just developing really well. And uh. my mom was like, oh, okay. Never yeah. brought it up. No one actually talks about what it feels like to pee. That's no one so true. really talks about pee. Yes. No. I feel like more t- people talk about poop. Yes. Like, yes. I think yes. They do. People yeah. talk about poop. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's like poo is a really normal conversation. Yeah. Yes. No one like really says like, oh, you know, this like, is what it feels like. Yeah, this when is what it feels like to wee. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know that. And then so I kind of went through all of school, and nothing was really noticed. So did you just think, oh well, everyone's going to the toilet, I should go? Yeah, exactly. That's wow. literally what I thought. Or sometimes I'd see my like, I went to an all girls high school. Yeah. And so it would be like people go to the toilet before school started, at recess, at lunch, and yep. then like after school. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll join in. I was like, and sometimes I would like think like, oh, I just, I'd like be there. And I'm like, I just can't go. Like, right. that's fine. Yeah. And I thought that was normal. I thought everyone felt that way. I thought that's how it was for everyone. Um, but wow. no, not normal to only pee like once every 24 hours or less. Yes, wow. not how it works. Right. Um, so when I started having um, mental health issues, that's also kind of when the physical health stuff got picked up. Mm. Um, but back to going into hospital, um, in 2017, I think it was, um, I spent a lot of time in the mental health ward of the Royal Children's Hospital. Right. I pretty much lived there. Yep. Um, I spent more time there than I did at home. Yeah. Yep. The like right. staff became my family. Yes. Um, and it was just a really difficult time. I, um, was struggling really badly with depression and self-harm and mm. anorexia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then a bunch of things that kind of stemmed on from that, yep. like just anxiety, the whole thing. I yeah. was like rattling when I walked, yep. so much meds. Right. It was a really, really horrible situation. Yeah. Um, that took a lot of time. I wasn't really willing to recover. I didn't see the point of it and I didn't really see things actually going any further yep. in my life. So I was like, oh, well, like this is just what it is. Yep. Like, yeah. okay, right. Um, and then... It was actually during that time that people started realizing things like how I would complain so much of like nausea and how I wasn't going to the bathroom. Um, but then they just, it made sense because if I was having a really limited intake, yes. then okay, I wouldn't be going to the bathroom because I'm really yes. dehydrated. So my body's holding on to water mm. or okay, well, of course you're going to like vomit and feel sick after you eat because you're just not eating Eat when enough. you're not here. Yeah. Um, so because of that, it wasn't really until I recovered from my mental health stuff that the physical health stuff really started like to not make sense. And they yeah, were like, yeah. okay, this, this is right. It should have passed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just a, it's a wild journey. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And what do you think something happened that made you feel depressed or do you think that's just like random? Um, I don't know if it was like something that kind of just clicked. I was always a really like happy person. I was really independent, like yeah. my entire life. Um, having a Petrute sibling, I felt like I was like super like independent because mm. I yeah. was helping take care of him. Yeah. And no one really like felt the need to like really do anything for me. Like when I went to like my first day at playgroup or kinder or whatever it was, my mum was like holding my hand and I let go and I was like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. And so like kind of from yeah. that moment on, I was super independent. And then 
I think I got to this point where I was kind of crumbling under the pressure yeah. of everything, yeah. but also struggling with those physical health things that people would say, oh, it's just, you're just a teenager. Yeah. Like, are you sure that like it's food that's making you sick or do you just want to lose weight? Yeah. And like, it almost made me develop this yes. really obsessive relationship with food yeah. because I felt like I didn't have a choice because they were like, oh, well, if this has fructose, if this has gluten, if this has lactose, like don't eat it. So I was reading the packages yeah. And then also was struggling in these other ways. And it was just like literally a recipe for disaster. Yes. Um, and how was being at an all-girls school during that? Was that a good thing or? Um, I think that it was actually a really great experience. Yeah. I went to a co-ed school in year seven um, and had a really negative experience there with like staff members and teachers and I just had never struggled to make friends but all of a sudden I just didn't feel mm. connected yeah um and looking back on it now I don't know if that struggle to feel connection was because I was feeling really disconnected from like myself yeah but I did move um to an all-girls school and was really nervous because I was really against like going to an all-girls school I thought it was going to be really bitchy yeah, and I yeah. was just like well you know what the world is made up of like both like guys mm. and girls, girls. so yeah, like yeah. you're just gonna have to like get on with it um, but it was actually really supportive and I had amazing friends and teachers and I never felt not supported by anyone oh, at that school awesome. so good. Yeah. during my whole experience, which wasn't was I, what I was expecting. And after I was discharged from my first um, mental health inpatient admission, which was I think it was six weeks mm. long, um, I just didn't want to come back to school. I was like, everyone's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want people like to you know. you got a spotlight on you. Yeah. And it was not like that at all. Uh, and I was having friends who were like collecting work for me uh, and – like I had friends come visit me in hospital. I had teachers come and visit me in hospital. Oh, amazing. Um, so I think it was a really um, common thing that like it's, oh, it's, there's a lot of pressure on you at an all-girls school to look a certain way right. and do a certain thing. But I never really felt that. And I, ha I think my friends were more concerned about me before other people on the outside kind of realized. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I opened up to teachers about my mental health stuff before I opened up to like any psychologist. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. So yeah. You trusted them. I felt really supported there. Um, and they were great. Like the whole way through, like up until I had to drop out because I was planning to spend a few months in hospital Yeah. in the middle of year 12. Um, like they were just super, super supportive. Like, Awesome. Told me they put me in the yearbook, even though I wasn't actually graduating. Oh, yeah. that stuff matters. Yeah, and yeah. so I just I felt really connected. I still talk to like heaps of people now. Uh, yeah. yeah, great. I think you know, and obviously we talk about this all the time, but just being at a school that supports you, it just changes your life. Yeah, you and know, and it difference. doesn't change what you are or what you're going through or what abilities or disabilities you have, but it just makes you feel connected. Yeah. That's all we want, really. We just all want connection. That's right. Yeah. I had one really negative experience, which I won't, like, go into much, and it's probably quite triggering for some people, so yeah. I will, like, note that as well. But I had had a really, really bad day at school, and it resulted in, like, quite an emergency situation. Yeah. And I left school, like, in an ambulance, and... There were just police around. There was just a lot of stuff going on. And I thought after that, I was like, there's no way I can go back. Yeah. Like, there is no way that, like, I said, I probably, like, traumatised people. Like, and yeah. I don't want to be responsible for that. So, like, I just can't go back. And I came back to, like, people who had bought, like, put in and bought a whole bunch of flowers. And, like, no one said anything. Oh, people are yeah. good. And I people was like, good. this yeah. is okay. Like, 
Yeah. I can't do this because I'm hurting people and I don't want to hurt people anymore. Yeah. And I wow. have the supports around me. And yeah. I think it played a huge part in my recovery knowing that mm. there were these yeah. people that I didn't even think cared and like yeah. they did. So yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your time in the Royal Children's in in that in the mental health facility? Um, it was I don't wanna it was actually kind of good. Like, yeah, yeah. tell um, us. I think people have this idea that mental health is all padded cells yeah. and horrible. It was yeah. kind of like a kinder. Yeah. There was like bright walls and we had a school program. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always great. They were really underfunded and yeah. still are. And yeah. I think it's a big issue, but that's kind of just mental health in general. And we're getting there slowly. Yeah. We're just not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't always there by choice and that made it really hard and I would run away and be brought back. And I think it definitely put a lot of, um, pressure on my family and on my friends because no one felt like they could help. And I was also building this relationship with the staff members and it was quite emotional to like them to yeah, also yeah, see me that yeah, way because yeah. they'd watch me like go from this like 16 year old and I was growing up there and, yes um I also did have like a lot of positive experiences come out of that though um and one of those was that I actually met my fiance there oh so, <laughs> wow <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know how many people know that. I feel like a lot of people do, but then a lot of people don't. Right. Um, yeah, it obviously like wasn't a planned thing. We just kind of like kept in touch when we left and we were just kind of like chatting every now and then. And then we ended up getting along really well, Um, (laughs) so well that we're going to marry each other. Congratulations. Yeah. So, There's um, nothing better than someone who gets you. Yeah, nothing you know? better. And I think that's what it was at the time. Like we're both like recovered now, but I think at that time, just I couldn't. I wasn't thinking about a relationship. No. Like to me, no. like I didn't think about. I didn't think I was going to be alive for like another week. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was just not my priority. No. Yeah. Um. But somehow, I guess we didn't use like each other to kind of get better but we just realized that there were other things like in life and I think also being able to recover at the same time and grow at the same time was a really um like special like experience and um he also has a chronic illness he's a type 1 diabetic so when I was going through and still am going through all this like chronic health stuff Mm. he just really gets it yes of course he does it kind of just worked out really well. Yeah. 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 Well, it did yeah. work out really well. Yeah. He's a fan. He is a fan. <laughs> yes. We listen to the podcast when we go on road trips. We oh. play it on the way there and on the way back. We oh. have our own, like, discussion. Oh, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, thank um, you. We do love it. He laughs every time you guys laugh. Does he? So, That's cute. Um, but, yeah, well, he's a big fan. Oh. Um that's nice. But I guess there were so many things that happened in there and a lot of the, like, in the ward and some of them were quite negative and some of them were quite positive. Um, but, yeah, I think it was really hard dealing with what other people thought yeah. about what it was like. And school and stuff was okay because I had friends coming to visit me and yeah. they realised what it was like. And um, at the time I was also part of, like, a really big youth group and, yes. like, I had heaps of, like, Support. youth people coming yeah. to right. visit me. But it was when we would see other people that were like maybe like family friends or just kind of people that we knew Mm. and they would kind of like hear about it and they were just like, oh, yeah. so like 
is there like padded walls? <gasps> like, what do you do in there? Like, do they tie you to the bed oh when you sleep? Oh, I was gee. like, um, illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us, direct them comments. Come yeah. on, tell us some. Sometimes I literally felt like my life was one giant colonoscopy because yes. it, every, everywhere was just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, everywhere you went. So yeah. And it still feels that way now. Yes. Um, I think that like during that time I found it really hard because I didn't feel like I could be super open about it. No. Um, but I decided to start using my social media as a platform yes. to educate people. Yeah. And even though it wasn't that long ago, people still didn't talk about mental health that much. No. Even though it was only like five years ago. Like, yeah, I know like there's been a big people, change. But some people still avoid it. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. You know. They're, they're stupid. Yeah, they're it's really not, stupid. Not because everyone's got yeah. something. But we've all... Don't you reckon? But why is it any different to any other health? I don't know. It's the exactly. same. It's, and like, yeah. it's like everyone has mental health. It's whether yours is like good or yes, bad at the time. Right. Like it's not Doesn't this... Doesn't that change every day though? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it, you know, you get to a and point also, where you're like, I need help now. This yes, is a point where I yes, need help. Yes. And then other times you're like, oh, I can manage this with yeah. supports that I've already put in. But... I don't know many of my friends that don't dip in and out of totally. therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think anything about Like I think the first time I went and spoke to someone, I was about 23 or 24. Oh, so powerful. Yes. They're like, yeah, you can do this. That's a really like they'll accept what you're saying is valid. And yeah. yeah and I, as if being a teenager is not hard enough. Oh, it's so hard. People were just really uneducated and I think I realised that quite quickly I was like people don't mean to be this way people no, just don't know no one's know. telling them yeah no and so I had kind of I knew that like throughout like primary school and high school people knew me as this very perfect person I was like yeah. it's going to make a difference if this person who everyone thinks is perfect starts speaking out about this because yeah. to them I know it's not going to make sense yes yeah. and that's what they need they need something that does make sense because yes. mental health and physical health and just all kinds of disabilities and illnesses, they don't make sense. No, they don't. And um, I think it kind of showed people that mental health and physical health, it's a privilege. It's not a right. No, no one is like entitled to it. And if, no. if you've got it, then you're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky. And you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you don't, you don't, I mean, anyone can um, have mental health issues and anyone can have physical health issues. No so it's a bit... I suppose that's why for some people it's just such a shock when something goes wrong or they get depression or whatever, whereas others of us are like, oh, yeah, that's probably, you know, what's going to happen this year. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. true. I think this pandemic's actually been really, really interesting for yes. people. Because I think it's such a humanising experience. Yes. yes. It's a leveller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're all, yep. not, it's not the same for everybody, but we're all going through something, something. at the same time. Yeah. And I was listening to Willosophy's podcast today and he's on the job keeper. And I'm like, oh! I'm on the job keeper. <laughs> Will's on the job oh! keeper. <laughs> We're earning the same amount of money. Yay. And it sounds stupid, but I actually was like, you yeah. know what? It's, it's affecting everyone. Yes. Yes. It's really, um, I know I was really kind of alarmed by the amount of responses that I did get when I started speaking out about yes. my experience. So and you started doing that on Instagram? Is that yeah, where you first? I think I first posted a, a post on Facebook because yep. I knew that that was people that I knew and I knew yes. that there was a range of people on there. There were like my mum's friends. Yeah. There yep. was like, family. like older family members. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, let's just like knock them all over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did you say? What was that first post? Um, yeah. I, and how old were you when you did that? I think I was 
like 16, maybe about to turn 17. Uh-huh. Okay, so, wow, yeah. Um, Were you in the hospital at the time or had you come home? Can um, you remember that? I think that? I'd come home. Yeah. But I, the post was really long and I just wrote down a bunch of like different diagnoses that I had mm. and then I said, I have these. Mm. And yes, then I kind of went okay. on to how it was impacting my life. And I some amazing people reached out and messaged me and there were some comments that people made which – I know they, they were our direct comments, but I know they didn't mean it that way. No. But it was one of really common one was, I didn't think that could happen to you. Wow. Yeah. And it made me really upset at the yeah. time. Yes. I was like, does that mean that I shouldn't be this way? Because clearly something is wrong if I, if I am that way. Yeah. Because if, it sh- if all these people think that it wouldn't happen to me, then why has it? Yeah. Like, well, which isn't the way it works. No. But I was like, wow, do people have this idea that things can look so perfect that they're never allowed to not be perfect? Yes. And I think they do. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they do. And I think they have maybe not so much now, but probably still. We have this really strange idea of what depression or self-harm mm-hmm. or all of those things are. Yeah. And they're different for everybody. Everyone. Yeah. And um yeah you can't just look at someone and go oh they've got that no. but if you watch an old movie you know and you think oh that's what a mental hospital is and mm. that's what depression is that's not what it is no it's not yeah it's not one flew over the head cuckoo no, no it's not it's not <laughs> it's not no um but you'd be like really surprised like we never actually got to know who they were but obviously at the children's hospital you get a lot of um like celebrity guests and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would be going around to the wards and we would like see them. The ward is a locked ward, so you can't yeah. come and go as you please. Yep. But um, when you like might go downstairs or you'd yeah. hear that there was like a certain celebrity yeah. or yep. a certain footy player and then we'd see them outside the door where there's this little peeping window yep. and they'd walk away oh. with their people. And it's like, obviously, you've been told what this ward is. And I was like, oh. and if people knew that you had that opinion, yes. don't think it'd be very popular oh my anymore. God, that breaks my heart. But there were some amazing people that came in, like Callie Osborne came in oh. once and she shared her own experience. Wow. And that was definitely, like, I think one of the best. We had, like, Coldplay come in. And there wow. Was some really cool people. But then I was like, I don't know why someone would not no. come in. Oh. Like, their own whatever. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe they had something that they're confronting and they don't want to give that away. But probably... People don't know what to, to say. say. Yeah. yeah, but it's such a funny phrase, isn't it? Because you just meet someone, you just talk to them. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. have to talk say about anything. anything. Yeah, well, no one ever came in and like spoke about that because it was kind of like a rule that you're not allowed to speak to other patients about, yeah, like of why course. you're there. Um, for some, it is a bit more like obvious than others. Like a lot of people that are in there for eating disorders, yeah, yep. um, are on like a different meal plan yes. and like a kind of different schedule. Yeah, but no one like really talks about like no. why they're there. Like it's a common question. But it's normally the people that are like in there for the first time, and then they kind of realise that that's not what you do. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. did you have um, your own room, or did you share a room, or what um, was that like? All the rooms were separate. Yep. Only there was only one shared room. Right. Over my like two and a half years of being there, I got to experience every room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you had like your own room with like your own bathroom. Bathroom. Um, I did go into a private hospital once I was over 18 yes um and that was a bit different um like a lot of the rooms are shared and I had been to like adult public like 
twice, very briefly, not a very nice experience. Yes. Um, a huge wake-up call from being at the children's. Yeah. But, yeah, the setup was literally like a kinder. Like, the walls were yellow and they had, like, paintings on them. We used to have colouring in, mm. board games and, like, the starlight, like, live yeah, wire people would come around. Yeah, I ask about live wire. Yep. Yes, they were great. They actually, I spent my 18th in the ward, right. which was planned because I was having planned admissions, um, Pretty much every day from January until my 18th birthday, which was on April 4th. Um, and so I was going in every Monday and then going home every Wednesday. And it was meant to kind of just be to support me yep. going out into yep. this world without having them there. Right. Um, and yeah, so I spent my 18th birthday there and Livewire came and they bought me a present. Uh. And the ward threw me a party and everyone gave me a birthday card. So and we had cake. Um, and... At the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm spending my 18th in a psych ward. And looking back at it now, I'm like, that was bloody great. Yes. These people had watched me grow over the last few years. I don't think anyone understood it more than they did. No. Like, we went downstairs. We got pancakes for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing place, the Royal Children's Hospital. It is an amazing place. Amazing people. Yeah, it's pretty sad that you get cut off when you're 18. Yeah. Yeah, It was really hard. Um, And I think once I had left, I'd recovered from pretty much everything except I was still really battling a lot of the eating disorder stuff yeah um which is why I did go to a private clinic um a few months after I turned 18 and that's when I also left school um and it was during that private admission that I had my first catheter put in because they realized that um I wasn't going to the toilet. No, yes. like, it took that long. Yeah, well, when I was at the children's, they would do bladder scans and stuff, but they were like, oh, um, I guess you haven't been drinking, drinking. much. Yeah. Mm. But it would sometimes I think, like, how did they miss it? And I get that that wasn't their priority no, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but some things really, like, didn't add up then. I guess looking back on it now, we can kind of, like, see that, like, I was getting super, like, super, super sick after eating and it made sense when you're not eating but then it was kind of to a point where it's like, well, this shouldn't, like, yeah, be yeah. the case and someone shouldn't be feeling this unwell if they've been refeeding for, yeah. like, or a few weeks already. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we would do bladder scans at the children's hospital when they hadn't gone to the bathroom and they'd be like, oh, no, it says your bladder's full, so I guess we'll just wait. Oh, yeah. Um, and that wasn't their, like, priority at the time. No, it's not was... what we were doing. No, mental health, not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, like, obviously, like, there are nurses and stuff in there but it's just not what we were thinking about. Um, and we thought that maybe my whole body was just tired. Yes. Like, I was going, I don't want to trigger people, but I was going, like, days without food. And yeah. Like my body's reaction, like there is no normal reaction to what, when that happens to your body. Um, So they didn't kind of think anything of it. And it was when I was in um, the private clinic that they were weighing me and they were like, oh, you must be like not going to the toilet beforehand. And I was like, well, I try, but like, I can't. And I was like, I'm just sorry. Like I can't make myself. And they're like, you're having two liters of water a day. Why can you not? go and I was like well that's just how it's been my whole life wow and the doctor was like excuse me (laughs) I was like well I don't know I just really never got like the sensation was like well how do you go and I was like I just have to force myself really hard and I was like I get really dizzy it's really uncomfortable I was like I just thought everything was like that he's like you need to go to hospital now and so I went to ED and I had an indwelling catheter put in which I had had put in before but because I was having mental health issues 
people really palmed off and that you're just choosing to not go to the toilet. Yes. You're just doing this because this is your form of self-harm. And I was yeah. like, really? I don't think it's actually like normal to hold two liters in your bladder. No, because it's like, very uncomfortable. Exactly. And I was so like, like, even if this was self-harm, I'm pretty sure like someone with a normal bladder would have peed themselves peed their by now. Yeah. 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 Um, but that is something that has been a huge struggle like up until now. I'm just still always fighting with the medical professionals that this is not my mental health and I'm recovered yeah. from that and that was five years ago yeah and this is now and um I get it relapse is really really common but sometimes I'm just like mm, no yeah no, no. are you sure you're not anxious like yes I'm sure I'm not anxious <laughs> like spent a long time feeling that way pretty sure it doesn't feel like this yeah um and is it but they're common? not listening they're not listening to you it's not it's so common I know so many young adults and young people that have gone so long without being diagnosed because people don't listen and it's not fair like people die and like that's just like the hard truth from it because people don't understand and they want to say it's just an eating disorder yeah or maybe you're just lactose intolerant and people go really long like a really long time without being properly diagnosed and by the time they are diagnosed their body is weak and they don't respond well to treatment and a lot of people die or their quality of life is really like not a lot yeah and it's not fair because it's preventable yeah and while we really need to be aware of mental illness in our community we also need to kind of know when to draw the line and if someone lives every single day in their body and they're telling you that something is not right listen it is not your job to tell them that they are wrong yeah it's your job to support them and Mm. say okay if you're saying this and you've been in this body your whole life and you're saying that this isn't right and this is what's happening then you know what? It makes sense that you're anxious and depressed right now because no one's listening to you. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So there's nothing yeah, worse than not around, being listened oh to. Oh my gosh! And then you begin to believe. Yeah. Maybe I am not. Maybe this is in my head. Maybe yeah. I'm not. And that's a terrible thing. It's really horrible, and it's something that I've like I like still see a therapist now, and the reason that I see my therapist now is because of like the medical trauma that is constantly there and it just never goes and the amount of like time that I spend kind of arguing with medical professionals and some of them are amazing um, and then some of them need better people skills. Yes, they do. And some of them are amazing but have no people skills but are still really good at their job. So, you know, they need to maybe just work it out but then get someone else to come and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we want their brain and we want what they've got, but we don't want them talking to us. I think the (laughs) hardest time was when I was going and I was recovered from that mental health stuff. And I was so proud of myself because I'd worked really hard and I'd been unwell for a lot longer than I was getting treatment. But then all of a sudden these people were telling me that I mustn't be better. And I was like, so you're telling me that I've worked this hard to not know my own brain? Like that can't be right um and it was really difficult and it still is really difficult and every now and then I'll always get like the like one medical professional that's like are you sure that this isn't just like an eating sort of thing and I'm like there is literally paperwork if you want to go onto my file and read (laughs) like when I was in hospital I was assessed by three different psychiatrists I get it. They saw my history at the Royal Children's and they were probably like, we need to prep ourselves. Yeah. Like, she, like, I know I've gotten away with a lot before. Yep. And I knew that they would think that. 
they assess me. They're like, actually, you handle things really well, and you're like a model yeah. patient. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I know I am. <laughs> Thank you. She um, is. But it makes it really hard when then you go into ED and you see this new person. They're like, yeah. gotta do it all again. Oh, have you tried yoga? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. Fuck your yoga. Yes. Like, yes. no, yoga is not going to fix this. No. Um, and I think there's just a lot of sometimes in the medical world, there is this hierarchy that some doctors think that they are super above all these other people, including other doctors. Mm. Yeah. Um, it sure is. No, oh, there is. It's yeah. terrible. And yeah. I was. It is terrible to watch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I really have like all my life I've wanted to work in medicine and that's really what I wanted to do. I thought that my experiences would make me not want to work in medicine yeah. and now I'm so much more determined to work yeah. in medicine. Yeah, brilliant. Because I'm like, someone like you. needs to yell at you. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And so when did they then realize, oh, you've actually got Gastro. The gastro stuff. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so it had been going on for a while. Um, cue some poo conversation. Great. Yep. But um, <laughs> I, my shit was shitty. Yes. <laughs> it was a <laughs> shitty situation. Yep. When you have an atonic butter, it's really common for people to have a slow bowel as well because they're like literally next door to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when your bladder's really full, it's like squashing that. Yeah. When like your bowel's really full, it's squashing your bladder. Yes. yes. Um, and so I was seeing a gastro for a while and they were just like, oh, just like it really doesn't make sense. Like why you are like so constipated all the time. And I'm like, well, like, look, I can't really eat that much because like sometimes I just end up vomiting. Yeah. And I was kind of adapted to living in this weird way. And to me, it was just normal. And it was after I had the surgery for my suprapubic catheter. So I'd had an indwelling catheter, which goes in via your urethra. Yeah. Um, if most people who have had a baby, I'm pretty sure yeah. have had yeah, one. Yeah, um, So, yeah, I had that for two years. Wow. Uncomfortable. Yes, um, that must have been. I was not very happy. I had really negative experiences around my urology stuff, which resulted in me having to move hospitals and make formal complaints because of people using my mental health against me. Yeah. It was a really, really horrible situation and mm. super traumatic. Yeah. Um, but after a while, I started expelling the catheters with the balloon fully inflated. Oh. It's like peeing out a cherry tomato. Yes. Not very nice experience. No. At this time, I was also studying and I was working and oh. my, instead of me realizing that my body couldn't actually work at that time, yeah. I was like, well, everyone else is studying and working. I need to do this too. Yeah. Like there's no reason that I can't. Yeah. And every shift would end up with me in the emergency department uh. because I'm like, huh, guys, fell out again. Oh. <laughs> Can't eat another one. Oh, my word. Um, and eventually we put in the suprapubic catheter, yep. which is the surgical one. 
Um, and after that, my stomach got worse. Ah. Um, and I was really confused. I was like, okay, well, I have been like, there's obviously a lot of inflammation and stuff going on. Yeah. And maybe like it'll just settle. And yeah. then it didn't. And like a week went by and then I was going to see my GP and she was quite concerned. Um, and she was probably one of the first doctors I'd had a really good relationship with since a lot of medical trauma had happened. Yeah. And I found it really important to have her because I felt like she was empowering me as a patient. Yeah, yeah. And so she would tell me, she's like, okay, we, you're going to go to ED. And she's like, you need to be strong and you need to be firm. And you tell them this is how you're feeling and this is what's going on. Like, don't let them, like, walk over you. Mm. And so I would do that and they'd be like, okay, I think you just constipated. You need some laxatives. Mm. Like, I would have bowel prep and then not go to the toilet. That's yes. not normal. No, it's not normal. No. Um, so it was after I had that SPC surgery that those gastro symptoms really flared up. And after going to the emergency department four times within two weeks, they were like, oh, maybe we should admit you. Mm. And because I was admitted so late, I was actually really unwell the whole admission and Mm. had a blood sugar level of (gasps) 1.4, which is really dangerous. And I'm not a diabetic. Yes. And I had ketones, which are like when your body is eating itself. That was super duper high. And this was all really preventable had someone just listened the first time I went in. Yes. But that's basically when I had my first feeding tube put in. And once we did more investigation after that, um, I got the diagnosis of gastroparesis. And then I only recently found out that it is actually really common that it's triggered to be worsened after people have had a surgery. Right. And I don't think they know what it is around that. Yeah. But sometimes something around it can set it off. Um, but also not uncommon for people who have gastroparesis to have bladder issues and bowel issues and okay. connective tissue issues because right. they look into connective tissue like uh, diseases and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and do yeah. you did you feel better once you had the feeding tube? I felt extremely better, yeah. <laughs> except it wasn't. I originally had a nasogastric tube put in because they thought that maybe we could just kind of slowly yeah. get my stomach to adjust. Yeah. And that wasn't really working and I wasn't tolerating water feeds. So we went and had um, the NJ placed in December. And since then, I felt incredibly better and I had all this energy and I felt like I could function again as a human. Um, Things like do go up and down and they did go down like a few months ago for some unknown reason. Mm. But um, I started like a new medication right. and since then I've been able to like tolerate my feeds again. Yep. And I was so angry. I was like, this is all it took. All yes. it needed was for someone to listen and they just needed to do it. And and I would have felt so yeah. great yes. for so long. For so many yeah, I remember the first day I woke up after having the NJ tube in I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I just slept through the whole night and I Uh, haven't vomited Yeah, Uh. because I was running my feeds overnight or during the day and I was just vomiting because my stomach couldn't Couldn't tolerate it. Um, And I was also studying at that time and I was studying nursing, which I ended up leaving, but I was like forcing myself to go to these classes because I just felt like I had to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I was, like, running out in the middle of class, like, vomiting. And I was like, that's not okay. You can't let people have that quality of life. It is your job as a medical professional to make sure that people aren't in those situations. And 
sometimes it's hard to get people to listen to that. <laughs> How did you get used to having the tube in your nose and it's visible, people can see it? What was that like? Um, hard, mm. really hard. Because mm. I'd had the catheter and people couldn't always really see that in yeah. summer if I wore shorts, but I wasn't really going out that much because right. I was just really sick all the yeah. time. Um, but all of a sudden I realised that the problems that I'd had the whole time, people could see them. Yeah. And I didn't really notice at the start, but then I was like, oh, people are staring at me yeah. and this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, my personal medical information was meant to be public knowledge. Yeah. Because all these strangers that I'd never met before would come up and be like, oh, what's that for? Really? And I was like, excuse yep. me? Yeah. Excuse me? And yeah. at the start, I just didn't even know what to say. No. And now I have different responses depending yep. on people's attitudes. Yeah. Yep. Tell us. Um, what are they? <laughs> so if someone makes conversation and we're talking for a bit and they're just like, oh, if you don't mind me asking, like, yep. what is that for? Because I do think that educating people yes. is the best way of getting yes, people of yep. to not be Rude. out of rectum. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's right. Yep. Um, and... I be like I just explain it to them and like that was okay and like I'm fine with doing that but it was when people would come up to me and be like, oh yeah it's a nice day today. So uh, what's that uh, thing in your nose? Oh, I just can't believe. <laughs> it. I mean I can believe it. People I don't know why I'm saying that. People I don't know why. Okay, so people bold. are bold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in the shops, I'm yep. like I don't like. I get anxious to make a phone call. Yes. Like <laughs> I don't like when they give me the receipt. They're like. Here you go, receipts in the bag. I'm like, you too. I'm like, how can you just come up and ask someone yeah. that? Um, people, people are so curious. Because they're I, rude. I don't know. Just, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I'm a not a curious. It's yeah. not my business. But I was also like, you literally have a phone in your hand. I'm sure if you Google tube in nose, yeah. you'll get your answer. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Like it'll probably it'll either be like an oxygen tube or like a feeding tube, yeah. and then sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, oh, it's a piercing. Ah, <laughs> brilliant! And some people are really like shocked by it when all the coronavirus stuff was still kind of unknown to us. Yeah, yeah. people were scared, yeah. and they would look and they would move, and I'm like, yes, I am diseased. Move away! Yeah. From me. Yeah. Wow. Um. But you can feel it when people do that stuff, yeah, can't yeah, you? You yeah. can feel it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think my most common response now to people um, is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not required to share my personal yeah. medical information with Great you. Great answer. Yeah. The way if someone came out of the GP, you wouldn't go up to them and say, oh, what did you see your doctor no. about? No. Of course not. And I choose to share my experiences on social media because I can do that at a time when I want to. Yes. yes. And when you place, can handle it. Yeah. You're not where, just, you know, going into Safeway to buy, I don't oh, know, you know, tissues. Every exactly. time I really, took my when I was buying Jersey caramels. Yeah. <laughs> these people were just staring at me and I was like, is there something on my face? Yeah. Like, is there something I'm not aware of? Like, yes, I know. I get it's normal to look at something that is different, but quickly glance and then, and then look, look away, away. Yeah. like Get some people kind of like double take and I'm yeah. like okay like yeah. it's fine like you haven't seen it before I'd probably do the same if I hadn't seen it before either mm. but some people like stare in the car you just see people at the lights and they're like staring yeah. and I'm like yeah is it worth you having a car accident no. to know no. what's in my nose no. No. <laughs> I just yeah I, I I don't know I don't understand it I, mm. feel, I think that's probably been the most challenging yes part and 
I noticed for a while, and it was actually my partner that pointed it out, that I started walking with my head down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't like a conscious thing that I did, but I was just kind of looking yep. down. And that's when I didn't notice that people were staring at me yeah. because I wasn't looking up to see yeah. them. Um, but yeah, sometimes just like the checkout lady at Coles would be like, oh, what's that thing in your nose? And she'd be whispering. And I'm like, it's not a secret. No. Like, it's my nose. Yeah. I know yeah, it's I do know it's there. <laughs> And she was like, I was, and I just say, oh, I'm sick. And she's like, oh, what kind of sick? Oh, oh my God. Like, like, well, I just me. said sick. Yeah. So let's leave it in Yeah, there. I, I thought that and I used to think that like just saying I'm sick was like no, kind of yeah. enough. But no, some people are just like, tell me more, tell me yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do they want if you turned around and said, oh, I've got a terminal illness? Yeah. Like what if, what if that's the answer? Like what do they expect then? They don't – what? They're a stranger to you. Yeah, I'm just like, also, you can't handle that. No, you, you can't, can't handle it. That's right. You like, can't handle the truth. Exactly. <laughs> and we've got three minutes or 30 yes. seconds. Like, it's oh. not time to have a big conversation. And that is when I used to lie about the twins' age because yes. I realised if I went into the whole premature stuff, they looked they so little, I just decided to lie. It made yeah. life so much easier. I thought, you yeah. people don't deserve my real story. Yeah. No. Sometimes now I'm just like, oh, I just have a stomach condition and yeah. the best way to manage it is being fed through the tube. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Story I mean, that's well, the that's, truth. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have to say it, shouldn't. but and that's a good you, answer. Yeah, if you feel like yeah. you want to say it. But sometimes you must, I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth, but it's not your job every single day of your life to educate every single person. No, it's really yes. not. You know, you can yes. go to Coles without. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is why This is why I always say I choose to share my stuff on social media because it's, I can do it at a time that I want to yeah. and it's a place that I want to. What's yeah. that been like um, doing it's Instagram? It's been a really positive experience. Great. Um, it's been nice to educate that. Um, I do like sometimes film like a YouTube video and ah. stuff. I just think it's interesting for people to see yes. how people manage yeah, it, it in their everyday life. Yes. Yep. And I feel like there's also a bit of an unspoken kind of thing that if you're chronically ill, obviously everyone's able to do different things and what's, what works for one person won't work for another person. Yep. But I feel like there's this kind of this thing that you either function or you don't function at mm. all. Yeah. And I find it really toxic, especially in the young adult, adult, mm. like chronic illness community. Yeah. Because people are expected to have jobs and to be studying yeah. and yes. to be doing all these things when that's just not possible for everyone. Yes. And it doesn't mean that some people don't want them and some people don't want them and that's fine. That and some is people fine. can't do it and that's yep. also fine. But it's not this like one size fits all. No. Um, and I think sometimes I've found it more difficult when I was studying nursing and I was like, I want to educate all of you yeah. people because I've had enough bad ones to yeah, know like yeah, yeah. how much damage it can do. And then I was like, this is exhausting me. Yes. Like I'm tired of yes. always like yeah. telling people yeah. and explaining the same thing over and over again. Yep. Um, so I think because of that, social media has been a good experience because I just kind of put it out there. Originally, I made a Instagram page that was separate to my own Instagram page. Right. right. And yeah. then quickly got rid of it because I realized that my illness was not separate to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And a lot yep. of people talk a lot about separating yourself from your illness. And then I found it, I was like, well, it's not this external thing. It's just part of me. Yeah. And like, I'm going to like live my life with it, yeah. not beside it. Like yeah, it's yeah. just with me yeah. and I've got to function in the best way that I can. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I think I'm going to not do that okay. because 
I also was like, well, people are following this because they want to see it, but I want the people who don't want to see it to see it. Yeah. yeah. And that was really important for me. I was like, okay, people want to know my story, but I want the people who don't want to know my story to see it because they're the people that yeah. often will make those comments because yeah. they don't yeah. think it's worth knowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been overall positive. I don't think I've had like negative comments or anything and if Tell i have clearly i haven't cared about them because i yep. don't remember good. yeah yeah <laughs> well no that's good have you met other people um i have i'm on a lot of like online support oh uh, yeah yeah yep. um which has been really good um there are like a lot of people that i've met in real life um a lot of people that i haven't met in real life um a lot of people from all over the world yeah, yeah. that's the best that's the best thing yeah. about the internet yes it is it's just yeah and I just kind of have, like, sometimes someone will, like, message me something. It's so strange seeing someone do what I do every day. Yeah. Like, I just put a video on, up one night of me, like, setting up my feeding pump before I went to bed. Yeah. And she's like, so strange that I do this every night, yet watching someone else do it, it seems so different. Yeah. Like, and I think that is all part of that connection because not a lot of people know someone that yeah. is, like, fed that way. Um, and I think it's like, I don't want to like, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to like kind of let anyone feel left out, but I think it's quiet, more, it's more common in children and babies. Yes, that's right. Than young adults. Yes. Yes. And I think that sometimes it makes it hard. I'm not like trying to like make, say that it's not hard for those people. We're not, you know, it's different. It's your lived experience. Yes, that's right. And being someone like most of these people like have been like known to be healthy quote because yes quote healthy um (laughs) and then all of a sudden they have these have to adapt their life to these things Mm. and sometimes I think it would really be a lot easier if this had been around for a lot longer because now at like 21 I'm like unlearning things from my life that I really thought that I could do and now I realize I can't do that yeah Mm. yeah yeah um but it's really nice to connect with people and hear other people that feel that same way because being like a young adult when so much is changing in your life anyway. Yes. Yeah. And then kind of having that thrown into the mix, like not a lot of like my friends understand, but they don't get it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it's true. They have, that's, there's, I mean, that's why we started this, but there's real power in connecting with other people that and, and even share anybody, a bit of your story. Yeah, or anybody that has a, a difference. And I yeah. find now, like, I've gone out and I've seen, like, um, parents that have kids with feeding tubes or other people with feeding tubes. And I just, I'm really happy. I'm just like, hi. Yes. Two friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same nose hose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, so I've seen, like, kids and they're really happy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's sad. Like, you don't know that there's, like, other people like yes. you. I know that because I'm older and I get yeah. to, yep. like, connect with those other people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh. Are you studying at the moment? Um, I'm you... not studying at the moment. Yeah. Um, I wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I left my nursing degree. Yeah. Which was kind of forced out of rectum comments, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. Bad management. Considering that it was nurses, yeah, I think they tried, but they didn't get it. Literally, after I'd had my nasogastric tube for a few weeks, they were like, oh, can't you just get a peg? Uh. I was like, excuse <laughs> me. Like, yeah, I'll just go bold. have a surgery. So nurses I just, are nurses bold. are bold. They <laughs> yeah. are. I was yeah. like... Uh, no, I can't actually just go get a peg because we don't know if this is actually going to work. 
no, the nasogastric tube did not work. So yeah. had I yeah. gotten a peg, it would have been not yeah. worth it at all. Yes. Um, and I just couldn't go on the placements with the tube. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah. It brought up a lot of complications and I was like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a bit upset at the start, but no. before I did go into nursing, I was really stuck between choosing medicine and nursing, but felt like I was... I had to catch up with everyone else because, yep. like, I was already behind because right. of everything that had happened in my yep. life. So I just needed to hurry up and, like, get a degree. Yeah. Now I realise that that's not the case. No. no. <laughs> um, Plenty of time. So Plenty. I would eventually like to just slowly study medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't you be yep. fantastic? Yeah. I hope Amazing. so. A PE yeah. professional. <laughs> <laughs> a proper <laughs> PE professional. <laughs> oh, oh, that will be amazing awesome. to talk to you. Yes. It's nice to actually meet you. Have <laughs> we, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of yeah. our time. We know, and I say this to everybody, you could probably have your own podcast, yes, right? Yes, you probably and could. And maybe you might one maybe day. Maybe you might, yeah. And so having you in and sharing bits of your story is tiny. Yeah. But thank you. Thank but you have so we much. missed anything? Um. I guess like just kind of from like the rectum comment perspective, one thing that I have noticed a lot, having a partner that has chronic health issues and then me having chronic health issues, and this is what I originally messaged when I spoke to Kate, is that people all of a sudden sudden have this opinion on whether or not you should have children. Right. And if it's selfish for you to have children and, oh, but what if your child's sick? Like having a disabled child is the worst thing your child could be. Yeah, come on, it's not. Yeah. It was like one of they were the comments that I really started to get once people would like I would just be like, Oh yeah, I'm engaged or like yeah, whatever, yeah. blah blah blah. And they'd be like, Oh, are you gonna have kids? Oh. And I was like, um, if I want to, probably yeah. whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, straight you will. And they yeah. were like, Oh, but what about no. if your kids like get what you have? And I was like, Well, is there I think it's better to have a parent that is able to like Mm. empower them and be like yes you know what okay like you're sick and you can sometimes you can't do things and sometimes you can do things but I was like but you can have a fulfilled life where you love people and And you're loved so much and I was just like I couldn't believe that people thought the worst thing that a child could be was sick and I was like I would like no one wants to have a child that has any health issues, but I would rather that than have a child that's like you because yes. raising <laughs> someone like you was I agree. like to grow up and be that horrible of a person. Yeah. Like I said, that doesn't mean anything. Like no. if someone is unwell, it doesn't devalue them as a human no, being. No, it doesn't. Not. No, and like we always say, you don't know what's around the corner. No, none of us. I don't mean that in a mean way. No, but it's the absolute truth. Well, that's exactly what my situation was. I was born as a healthy baby and then grew up to be like quiet, unwell. Things unfold. But still an amazing Amazing person. person. So (gasps) the world's a better place to have you in it. Yes, it is. And And it's diverse. Yes, of course. Filled with more empathy. Yeah, that's right. And kindness. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually what is so attractive about a person. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It shines out. It really does. So. Yeah. And a cute dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute dress. We'll take a photo show you. <laughs> it's actually from the op shop. And oh, noting ah. that the people at the op shop serve me all the time when they're open. Yeah. And they've never once asked oh. me that. Oh, see? <laughs> yeah. Good people. Oh, good people. Yep. That's yep. amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, well, they're all volunteers. They're probably yeah, got know, their own all story got a story to tell. of their own. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. Good. We can all just exist with our own stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just get on with it. You don't need to know everything about everybody. Yeah. 
I well, think it's nothing we, not the same. We at have all, told a lot about ourselves. Oh, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen. But even, even now when I say to people, oh, I have twins, first question, are they identical? Yes. Were they planned? Um, what they want to know is, did you have IVF? Yeah. Oh, they used rude. to say that to me all the time. Yeah, so rude. IVF or natural. Rude. They yeah. used to say it to me all the time. Should I slap you or walk away? Yes. Like, I'm just like, well, just what, if my, what if I didn't actually have IVF, but what if I had a 20-year IVF oh, no. journey? And it's disgusting. A lot of my beautiful, beautiful friends, our beautiful friend Jenny who listens, has had a traumatic journey and lost babies and yes. doesn't want to be asked that question no. because it doesn't have an answer that you can answer really quickly. No. So you don't ask that fucking question anyway <laughs> off <Stop> topic <laughs> <laughs> well we should get to our we should cry so, make a difference laugh yes and yes Dee's mm. well prepared yeah good because she's a proper listener she's a proper <laughs> hardcore getting my notes out. listener <laughs> did anything make you cry this week mandy I cried because I watched the ending of Shit's Creek. Oh, it's <laughs> over now. No one else cares except for the Shit's Creek people. But yep, yep. it was just such a lovely ending and everything was wrapped up beautifully and I laughed and I cried and, yeah, it was awesome. And then they had like an after show where they were following them on their, like oh, filming their okay. last episode. Oh, they they're emotional? all crying. Everyone's yeah. crying. Because how it's, many seasons? It was five or six? Yeah, it's six. It's six. Season yeah. six. But it was just this little show that crept up on people. Yeah. And no one knew how awesome it was. Yeah. And I just watched it and it took me a bit to get into, but once I did, I was like, these people are the best. Oh, yeah. Rachel, <laughs> my bestie, she just can't stop talking oh, about it's it. It's so funny. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and it's poignant. And they talked yep. a lot about one of the characters. Well, there was. Um, David is one of the main characters yes. and he marries his partner who uh, they're gay and yep. the all the commentary was about how the relationship j- unfolded beautifully and there was no trauma about it and yeah. often um LGBTQ relationships in um TV are yeah. always around some struggle yeah. or, and this was just And this was just story. a beautiful love story. Yeah, there was yeah. nothing yeah, remarkable no, about it. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was really powerful. Yeah. So anyway, I just yeah, I laughed and cried. Oh, good. Well, I had um, just a little cry this week. Um, I took uh, Buzz and Woody to get haircuts, and you know we went through the where are we going? Have we been there before? Do we yeah. know the people? All that, which was all good. And then of course it's all social distancing, so yes. quite strange. Oh. I can't come over and stand next to them, oh, and I no, just didn't even Kate, think about of it. Of course not. Um, anyway, it was fine. They went in, you know, we had to all wait out the front and then we had to, you know, because I can only oh, have a few people a in there. Job. They did a really good job. And the hairdresser, you know, she's just chatting and, like, I didn't have any time to say, you know, just don't worry if they don't answer, you know. Yeah. And so she'd, like, ask one of them a question and then they'd look at me and then I'd look at her and then one of them goes, she goes, well, don't you know if you're in high school? Oh, and, um, but then I thought, we don't talk about high school. We just say the year we're in. Oh, Like I yes. remember at the end of grade six going, oh, you're going to high school. But then it's just middle school and the school they're at, they have like an, it's called, it's like an area. It's like a person's name. Yes. We're in the such and such area. So, so they don't know what high school is. I don't think they think about yes. it. And so he's looking like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then, but he just handled himself really well. Oh. And then he's like, I'm in year eight. She goes, well, oh. that's high school. He's like, okay, okay. All right, well, if you want me to be it. there, you know. But anyway, they did. I don't know. When I just got home, in the, I drove down the road in my car and I just had a little cry and I thought they handled that really well. Yes, because that's not been the case. No. And yeah. they just, questions that they didn't want to answer, they answered. And 
Yeah, I was like, wow, you did it. Yeah. yeah, wow, you're growing up. Oh, they you, are, yeah, they yeah. Are. It was really, I don't know, yeah. it's just an awesome moment. Yeah, well, we take note of those. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So, yep. oh. and do you have a cry? Um, I did, I had more of an emotional moment. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, but just kind of was reflecting because it was this time, like I think five years ago, that I had that first mental health admission. Yeah. Yes. And I like was an like, anniversary. Wow. I was like, wow, I would not thought that in five years this is where my life would yes. be. Yes. Um, I guess this was just a week where a lot of good things happened. Uh, my partner and I booked our wedding venue. Yeah. Amazing. I knew that this podcast was coming. Yeah. And I looked back and I was like, I'm so glad I didn't die. Yes. yes. Such so a powerful are we. message. That is and I was like, moment. wow, yeah. like I can't believe that this has happened like in five years. Like yeah. I've come such a long mm, way. You have. And I was like, wow, this is incredible like yeah. grow me like i don't yeah. need to be doing what everyone else no does. because yeah, you know what well, i've done enough growing for yeah. a while yes. <laughs> you have you have you and have. you had to grow up quickly yeah you did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and uh. it's a, a really powerful message because we can get stuck in the now and like oh everything's crap now or this is shit or i'm no good and then if you could see yourself in five years you might be like actually it's going to be amazing yeah yes. well i had my 21st in quarantine and i was like well you know what at least this time i get to be with my family and yeah. I get to have my phone and I can reply to all the messages yeah. because when I had my 18th, as good as it was, I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, really nice to look back and think on those things that even just felt good then, like nothing could compare to like mm. what I have around now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, good, yeah. good, good. It's going to make a difference. Um, I don't. You don't have anything. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Right. I know sometimes. Sometimes. If there's nothing. <laughs> I'm thinking, do I have a new bra? No. <laughs> I bought some new undies. I did have to upsize. Oh, well, yeah, because, that's okay. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, that's New okay. undies. I bought a whole stack of them. And how comfy they're are they? They're so comfy they're when like, they're new. Why did I put up with these elasticless things? Why? 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 Because I it's not always, that hard to buy undies I know. for me. I so let them just do it. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a make a difference. Make a that difference. was a good one. That's a good message to everyone as well. <laughs> buy new underwear, particularly as a mum. I remember my mum saying, you know, my bras. 13 years old yeah, and I remember thinking, I just, I just don't want to, I, I, I don't want to get to that stage, you know, but you do yeah. because you've got to buy everyone else bras in the house uh, yeah, and you've got to right. buy everyone else undies. And, and it's a bit of an effort. It is a bit of an effort. Yeah. yeah so anyway. shopping and it's like, oh, do I really? Need yeah. Oh, no, really? you know, here no. I'm walking to the Target checkout with my 27 pairs of size 18 undies. <laughs> <laughs> do you need a bag? Yeah, I yeah, probably do. <laughs> Hurry up, put them in the bag. <laughs> Carry them over my shoulder. It's fine. <laughs> I don't even care. If no. someone saw me at Eastland, no, so be. No, you saw me. <laughs> okay, well, that was a good one for nothing. That was a good oh, one. See? Yeah. You just have to dig deep, Mandy. There's, <laughs> there's always something. There's always something. Sound engineer is loving that one. <laughs> so I got sort of similar. I got new Ugg boots. Oh. I didn't realise my old ones were really floppy oh, and not really warm anymore. Right. And these ones were a bit of a – I had to really fight oh. to get them on, but they're really comfy. Oh. And I was like, oh, I just have been like dancing in them. Like, I got oh. new Ugg boots. I, new... <laughs> I think it's been Springing years because they're expensive. They are you know? expensive. They're yes. not a whim purchase. No. I did buy some for Auntie Lacey. That's why I was at Target. Yes. Because there go. was ones with sort of proper Uggs. Yes, these were proper Uggs. Yeah. I got and... them online. They're all on sale. Yes, that's right. I think because – Sadly, pandemic, people aren't going shopping. Yeah. But if, I think it's 
the perfect pandemic footwear. Well, the shoes totally you need. Is. No pants and Ugg boots all the way. Yeah, totally. So, Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tracksuit pants all the so, way. Yeah, that was my make a difference. Yep. What about you, Dee? Um, my make a difference this week, um, I actually kind of was like, oh, has anything made a difference in my week See? this week? Sometimes yeah. you got to really think about but it. But after I reflected, um, on the weekend, I was we were just taking stuff out of the car and we'd have to park the car near the park that's at the end of the street because they were doing roadworks. Yep. And I was just, you know, throwing out rubbish. I was like, oh my gosh, how has this gotten in here? Yes, Why yes, is this yes. yeah, here? But, uh, and then I just heard like a small voice behind me and she was like, hi. And I turned around and there was this like small child on a bike. Okay. And I was like, hi. She's like, how are you? <laughs> I was like, I'm good. And she couldn't have been like older than five. And I was Aww. like, I'm good, thanks. She's like, I'm really excited to be at the park. I haven't been to the park for more than two weeks. And I was like, honey. That's us when we were five. <laughs> I was like, honey, where's your dad? She's like, he's over there. He's talking. It's all right. <laughs> and she was like, oh. That thing in your nose, does it hurt? I was uh, like, no. She's like, does everyone get one when they grow up? I was like, not really. really. She's like, that's okay then. <laughs> oh, and I was dude. like, oh, it just made my day. I yes. was like, and she was like, oh, well, hopefully I'll see you again. Because oh, we're friends now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was like, my day is just better because yes. you just came up to me and you were just happy. Yeah. And An extroverted five-year-old girl. Yeah, that's yeah. really something. Yeah, yeah. I can picture her. And I was yeah, also, she, and she was like, yeah. what's in your nose? And she was just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Because there's no malice in the question. No, there's just, not. Oh, why are we here? Yeah. But she was yeah. like, I have new, a new tassels on my butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, back to me. <laughs> back to me. <laughs> oh, she sounds divine. Um, what about, oh, you, Kate? You, did anything make you laugh? Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, laugh. So, um, <laughs> Darren, bike rides, came in. Molly was down the back with him and I yeah. could hear this long conversation he was having about bike riding. Right. And I was thinking, Riveting. I'm glad that's not me in there. <laughs> anyway, so it went for ages and she must have listened to everything. Yeah. And she comes in and she goes, what do you call a bike riding conversation? <laughs> I said, I don't know. Because <laughs> she was like, that went for a long time. And yeah. she goes, search it up. <laughs> Tell me what Sorry. I've just lived through, please. <laughs> Okay, Googled. What do you name. call a bike riding conversation? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Came up with nothing. That's <laughs> hilarious. There should be a word for it. I don't know, when boring. When come back and tell you the whole details Gotcha. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to put him down in front of her, but I wanted to say, bore you to tears. <laughs> oh, she could see. Her. She had a, a wink in her eye. eye. Like, yeah. that was really excruciating. <laughs> Next time, please save me. Yeah, from the bike riding conversation. <laughs> So funny. So funny. You know, but it's important. Oh, yeah. And she actually did the right thing and listened to someone and who told her something that was important to him. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. She did. Yeah, that's, she loves that's him. relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, on the other hand, wasn't listening. <laughs> that made oh, me laugh. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, well, I sort of have two. The first one's really um, my mum has a best friend who cannot stand Daniel Andrews, who's the <gasps> premier of our oh, state, no. right? Oh, no. Anyway, mum's looking after her budgie, oh, so okay. she's trying to teach the budgie <laughs> to say Daniel, Daniel Andrews. <laughs> so she's just constantly, Daniel Andrews, Daniel Andrews. <laughs> that's our premier in Victoria. Yeah, and oh, I think that's so that would be pretty funny. funny if you got this bird back and <gasps> Daniel Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I 
I've heard some it. women of that genre say similar things. Yes. And I'm like, my goodness. Yes, but right? they're very opinionated. Very opinionated. But I think this would be amazing if we had a Daniel Andrews budgie. So. <laughs> it's made me laugh. We could oh, have him do the announcements instead of yeah. them being like Mrs. Daniel Andrews. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Andrews. <laughs> Stage two. <laughs> You oh, can that. get on the beers with your mates. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so, that's fantastic. And the other thing that made me laugh a lot was on the weekend, um, Aldi had a special buy and it was a little wine fridge. Yeah. And I've sort of always wanted one, and but I don't want to pay for it. And then... Um, <laughs> what do you think you're going to go up for free? Well, I don't want to pay like $1,000. Yes. But Aldi had a really good priced yeah, one. That's I what always I always mean. do. Yep. So Lorraine and I were like, let's go. So anyway, we went <laughs> and they're... Big in a box, right? Yes. So it's the whole trolley. And the guy was so gorgeous in the shop. He's like, if I put it in like this, you can just roll it into the car. Oh, and he was really helpful. Very helpful. But trying to walk through the glen <laughs> with these two of us. <laughs> that would have been staring, really funny. Like, what are those women what doing with the wine? Bought? People are saying, what do you got? <laughs> and then I was like, well, the um, mover escalator, what are they called? Anyway. Travelator? Yeah, was yeah. broken. So, oh. you know, you can't go on just the wheels. No, yeah. So... I was like, we have to find a lift. So this woman's like, you need to go over there. Anyway, people weren't social distancing in there. There's a sign that says one person. In the lift. In a lift. And there was just like 10. (gasps) I was like, oh, this is not right. I'm not getting in lift with strangers. And there's no room for my wine fridge. And we've got two wine fridges anyway. Oh, two. Oh, I got one one. each. Oh, that's even funnier. So she was like, how are we going to do it so that it's just us in the fridge? And I was like, well, I'll put my trolley (laughs) sideways and then I'll just put my barge ass in between us. So then people couldn't get past me. Anyway, so she was like, push a button, push a button, because you could tell that they wanted to get in. So we pushed the button. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, when we came out, we hadn't gone anywhere and so the people were all still standing there. Fury. Not only have you not let us in, you haven't. I was like, she's like, close the door. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was it. We were hysterical. Oh, I bet you were. You just laughed and laughed the whole way to the oh. car and tried, rolled them in the boot. Oh, okay. Anyway, was a, you don't think things are going to be funny. I know, oh, and then they are. Yeah, so that was there's my, always a moment. There is. Elder and <laughs> Next I time, go to a standalone store and just go out in the car park. Well, you can't get them. They're very, oh, they were very hard to get. Okay, all right. So, yeah, okay. we were pretty lucky to. Yeah, I okay. would have preferred a standalone store. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. If we want to talk Aldi technicalities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, Dee. Um, my make a laugh this week was my pea shoot brother. Yeah. Got this new poster and needed this B1 frame and was very obsessed about finding this specific yes. uh-huh. frame. Everywhere yes. was sold out. So, like, yeah. obviously, like, existential crisis. Yep. Yes. And so then he started taking it upon himself to call some frame shops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he called one that was close to where my dad works because he thought that he could take it. Yep. And he was really proud of himself. I think he'd been talking about it for a while. I just wasn't listening. Yep. And he was like, yeah, the lady's name was Margaret. And I just thought, Margaret, you know. And I thought he was going to say, oh, you know, Margaret's an old name or something because yeah. he'd be ruthless. He'd be like, yeah. Margaret just really sounds like the name of someone who loves frames. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I was not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I was cooking dinner and I was like, what did you say? <laughs> and he's like, can't you just imagine it? It's like Margaret, the perfect frame secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they're called. But that's okay, the he's like, okay, but I just thought. <laughs> well, I mean, he's onto something. Yeah, he is. If and you work in a frame shop and your name's Margaret, let yeah, us know. Let us know. <laughs> we'll get you in contact. And I, 
bought it someone up. Someone will be yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Someone, someone will say. Like, it's me. Yeah. Every person I've brought it up with, they're like, well, he's not wrong. And I'm like, I just didn't think. Oh, the things of that come out of their shots. mouths. Like, I know. <laughs> Sometimes uh, people's names really suit them. Yes. Hose. Burst water pipes. <laughs> 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 oh, oh dear, dear me. All right. Well, I, th- I think we've had a lovely we've time. We've had a lovely time. It's been so lovely Thank to you see you. for trusting your story with us. thanks for coming to the pod bar now that yes. we can be back in circulation. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. We, right. um, we'll yep. stay in and, touch. And can people find you on Instagram? They can. Um, it's just at d.zoe. Um, I'll send you Oh, yeah, yeah. There. We'll so tag you. We'll put it in the show notes. Yep, okay, cool. Of course. That's in the, okay, yes. In, like, there's the link to, like, the YouTube and stuff Oh, great. So okay. It's yep. all there. Fabulous. It. Yeah. Okay. Very well, good. rate and review. You've been doing a really good you job lately. Been I've been job, noticing. Yeah, thank you. Um, and scroll through because there is a funny one there from Molly. A very I read funny that one. the other day. <laughs> I do. That has been the highlight of the reviews. I know, honestly, because yeah. she was so proud of herself. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We've got... You know, thirty-year-olds messaging us. How do I write a review? I know, so and she's it. awesome. She's I thought, oh, there's going to be more of these. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you don't let her do something, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you, P. See you. Bye. bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.